What's up, everybody? I'm Caitlin. And I'm Nick. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Breath today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host come into our studio, uh, read a chapter on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or the radio. Yeah. And if you would like to find out more information about East Coast in general, you can go to our website. That is eccc.us or download our app. Yeah. Let's get into the chapter. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica. What is up? Hello. What is up with you? Uh, Morning Breath. Yes, that is. We (laughs) are. What is actually going on? I'm getting really excited about the Air Campus build. That's exciting. It's also exciting because we're actually leaning into uh, the parking lot in Merritt Island. We've got quotes, and so that's exciting as Mm -hmm. well. Get that thing nice and fresh and clean. And then uh, dreaming about the daycare and cocoa, how that's going to be so good for the community. I was actually talking to a guy who lives in that area, and he was super excited um, because he drives all the way to Merritt Island to the daycare. and uh, From From, like Port St. John. Canaveral Grove, like 20 minutes. He says he passes... I said past 20 daycares on the way to get to the daycare here and he oh, really cool. loves it and he just the thought of having one closer to him was like very exciting and so I don't know there's a lot of big things that yeah. we'll st- we're going to start seeing uh the the foundation get poured here in the next couple of weeks That's out so of Vera like there's a lot it's happening. Yeah. It's our life. It's awesome. Yeah, we're at a couple weeks into school, so that's going well. And um, praying for teachers and students and um, just that you all are getting back into the groove. I was dreading it, but now that we're back in a rhythm and routine, it is something that I crave. So yeah. I'm glad we're back into it. But I'm just going to say this, too. If you want to follow us on social media, just look up our names, Matt Stahlbaum, Jessica Stahlbaum. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And I really recommend following the East Coast site. Uh, that's Morning Breath at East Coast Christian Center. Um, especially if you got questions. Um, I get questions sometimes on my messenger on Facebook, but I don't live on Facebook. Yeah. I check it rarely. So the problem is I don't check my messages and then a week will go by. I'm like, oh no, I didn't if get the send, answer. But if you, if send, you ask a question on the East Coast Facebook, there are literally like four so or good. five people that run that page all yeah. day, every day. It's just basically a way you can, uh, I mean... In the modern day world, it's like basically like calling the front office, uh, asking a question on yeah. Messenger on Facebook. It's like calling the front office. But it's easier. A, it's a front who office. Who likes to for talk us. on the phone anymore? No one. No one. Okay, I have to draw attention to my unicorn journal yes. right here. Um, this is a gift from our daughter. She's nine. <laughs> and I was going on a trip and I had like two pages left in my journal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a journal. So she comes running in with this and she writes in it to mommy, I love you so much. I hope you like writing in it. So sweet. So this is not my normal journal, but I borrowed it from Adeline. So kind. Adeline loves unicorns. And pink. And pink. And And knows more about like unicorns than anyone on that I know. Oh, yeah. Like Like ones with wings are called something different. Apparently there's, you know, a lot of different kinds. Yeah. Too many. What was a... um, a unigerbil? It was like a gerbil with like a <laughs> yes. horn? No, a hedgecorn. Hedgecorn. It was had, a hedgecorn. She had hedgehog pajamas yeah, with a... Yeah, it's a hedgecorn. It's a, a hedgehog horn on it. with a horn. A hedgecorn. Chase. There's a unigoat in the Bible. Did you know that? I heard that. It's a one-horned goat. I've heard that, which is Go where the unicorn is like real. 
Huh? She insists it's real because of that, because <laughs> she knows that about the Bible. All right, so we do, if you have questions that, of, that you want to know things, that's great, is what Matt was talking about. But if you have questions for us to share here yeah. in Morning Breath, um, share those. We had a few questions come in on a recent social media post, and this one is from Isaac Eberts. And his question is, who is Pastor Jessica's favorite brother? <laughs> <laughs> so Isaac is my brother. Um, one of many brothers that I have. And so who is my favorite brother? Today, it's you, Isaac. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Eric, if you're listening, it's you as well. <laughs> Philip, you too. All right. That's We're all. actually pretty blessed to have good siblings. Uh, my brother, John, um, I play video games with him all the time. It's pretty funny. All the time. It's, it's great. I hadn't played video games in like 10 years yep. on a console. But when uh, 2020 came and we were in our houses and we we're going for walks and there was not a lot to do for a season, I said, let's buy some more Xboxes. And so we all got Xboxes. <laughs> plural, plural Xboxes. Like well, yeah, one isn't three, enough. Three for boys a in the house. It's and true. so we all wanted one. And so we got three of them. Yep. And we just started playing again. And then that actually brought me and my brother John together more. It's and true. we play all the time. It's we'll cool. play for hours. Yeah. It's awesome. So I should I'm video. Like, I should record you at some point, just you <laughs> yelling at the fake marked people one, on the screen. Marked one, <laughs> knock. Okay, where are you at? Let's talk about the Bible. Mark chapter ten. <laughs> That's where we're at, and I'm going to read. It's a really long chapter, so I'm going to read to thirty. I'll read to verse thirty. All right, I will read. Yes, I will. <laughs> read getting up he left there Capernaum and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan and crowds gathered around him again and accompanied him and as was his custom he once more began to teach them Pharisees came to Jesus to test him intending to trick him into saying something wrong and asked him is it lawful according to scripture for a man to divorce his wife and send her away he replied to them what did Moses command you they said Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away but Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of hearts, your callousness and insensitivity toward your wives and the provision of God, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother to establish a home with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but united as one flesh. Therefore, what God has united and joined together, man must not separate by divorce. In the house, the disciples began questioning him again about this, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her, and if a woman divorces her husband marries another man, she commits adultery. People were bringing children to him so that he would touch and bless them, but the disciples reprimanded them and discouraged them from coming. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Do not forbid them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these." I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever does not receive and welcome the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took the children one by one in his arms and blessed them with kind and encouraging words, placing his hands on them. As he was leaving on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, you who are essentially good and morally perfect, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That is eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom. Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is essentially good by nature except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not testify falsely, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he replied to him, teacher, I have carefully kept all these commandments since my youth. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love, high regard and compassion for him. And he said to him, you lack one thing, go and sell all your property and give the money to the poor and you'll have abundant treasure in heaven. Come follow me, becoming my disciple, believing, trusting in me and walking the same path of life that I walk. But the man was saddened at Jesus' words, and he left grieving because he owned much property and had many possessions, which he treasured more than his relationship with God. 
Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who are wealthy and cling to possessions and status as security to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed and bewildered by his words, but Jesus said to them, children, how difficult it is for those who place their hope and confidence and riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith in wealth or status to enter the kingdom of God. They were completely and utterly astonished and said to him, then who can be saved from the wrath of God? Looking at them, Jesus said, with people, as far as it depends on them, it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter started saying to him, look, we've given up everything and followed you, becoming your disciples and accepting you as teacher and Lord. Jesus said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, there's no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, who will not receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecutions. Oh, that's not a great deal. And in the age to come, eternal life. That's the good deal. <laughs> 31. All right. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was going before them and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the 12 aside again and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Then uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, "Grant us that we may be, we may sit on your right hand, on excuse me, that we may sit one on your right and the other on your left in your glory." But Jesus said to them, "You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with?" They said to him, "We are able." So Jesus said to them. You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism that I am baptized with, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those, uh, but it is for those whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, "You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them." And, the, uh, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and the great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Amen. Amen. 
Man, a lot of stuff in there. It's really good. The thing that really stuck out to me was the part where Jesus literally tells them everything bad that's going to happen to them. Like, I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be scourged. I'm going to be killed, killed. And I'm rise again. And James and John, after hearing that, decide, hey, when you're up in heaven, can we like sit on your right hand and your left hand, like in the places of most honor? Like, <laughs> these guys give me hope because they were completely clueless and Jesus still had mercy on them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. what? Is, what? Why? <laughs> you know, some things in the Bible just make me ask, why? How? Yes. Yeah. Like, how did they get from Jesus is going to go through a, a horrific crucifixion and beating and all these things. And then we want to be with you. We want all the honor with you. Like, ugh. anyway, just gives me hope. Cause I'm sure that I act the same way about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what well, stood out to you. So what stood out to me is the blind guy, he was begging for mercy and Jesus, and he asked for healing mm-hmm. and Jesus answered both his requests. And as you read it, and I read it again just now, I saw a couple other things, actually. I saw that the disciples were requesting something that really had nothing to do with mercy. It had a lot to do with pride. Yeah. And they weren't getting it from Jesus. Yeah. He wasn't giving them things linked to pride. Mm-mm. But the blind guy says, have mercy on me. Jesus heard and gave mercy to him. Mm. Then he said, what do you want? Well, I want my sight. And he gave him his sight. And so... I just, I think about the fact that mercy flows from Jesus. Mm-hmm. It just, it does. Like, and, and often we, we could even struggle receiving mercy. We don't feel worthy. We don't feel like asking. We could easily walk with guilt and then shame um, or just stuck in our troubles or st- stuck in our problems. And we, we even forget to ask the Lord to help us. Mm-hmm. And we just hold on to our problems. We don't pray enough or we don't, you know, bring them to God enough. And uh, what I felt like he was saying to me here was like, come on, just ask. Like literally just get it out your mouth. And for me, I always make it a habit. Um, I won't say always, but I make it a habit most of the time when I pray to ask the other person what they want prayer for. Even with my kids, we pray with them almost, we pray with them every night. And we do a lot of praying. I mean, there's a lot of praying. When I'm 16, multiply that by 365, right? A lot of praying for them. Yeah. And it can get a little monotonous. And so often I'll say, hey, do you want prayer for anything? And, um, but even when I kind of know what people want prayer for, I still ask. And there's two reasons why. One is because I don't want to assume I know. Because it's easy to assume what people need prayer for. Like, mm-hmm. what do you need prayer for? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like someone comes up and, you know, they're sick or something like that. And you're like, what do you want prayer for? And they may open up and say two or three other things that you weren't thinking of. Like, well, didn't know about. Right. Yeah. Well, or even how they're processing their sickness or how they're processing their situation. They might be, I'm worried about my mom or I'm worried about, I have fear about this situation or I don't want, you know, whatever they kind of being open up and then you can actually speak into things that you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, God can reveal to you while you're praying things that you don't know, which is awesome, but Mm -hmm. why not just ask like Jesus did? And then number two, a reason why I ask is because I want it to to come out of their mouth, what they want Mm -hmm. from the Lord, like actually open up and let it come out of your mouth. Yeah. Like, what is it that you actually want from God? Uh, I think there's so many times we don't say what we actually want. We're like even afraid to say sometimes what we're desiring or we just don't have the, 
the courage to let it come out of our mouth because we don't want to be disappointed or let down by by saying, I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, because maybe you've said it before or wanted it before and yeah. you, you didn't get it. Um, can you imagine this guy saying, I want my sight mm-hmm. and he's blind? That would be hard to say yeah. in one way, right? Now, what's cool is he had enough faith and he believed in Jesus that much I know. that he was willing to ask that. It's encouraging. I don't want to go too long, but I had another point about this. And it's actually something that you said the other day. And I didn't really acknowledge it, but I didn't kind of like, you know, let it hit my heart, you mm-hmm. know? As you said, we're, we're standing in the answers of our prayers of the past right now. We're living in the present of our prayers of our past. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that like, whatever. exactly what okay. I did, actually. Because I, <laughs> I was not in a good mood. I'm just like, Meh, you know. But then I thought, Jesus came to Jericho, and he came out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude. I thought, Jericho's where Joshua fought the battle. And if Joshua wouldn't have fought that battle in the past, Jesus wouldn't have been walking through this Jericho. Wow. Like, at all. And... I thought, man, like what we do right now sets us up for amazing things down the road. A decade from now, what you sow into this life, what you give, the friends that you make, all these things, they, they just add up mm-hmm. over time. And think about the life you have right now. It's because somebody or you sacrificed, prayed, mm-hmm. battled, fought mm-hmm. right now for everything that you have. Yeah. And we are truly living today in the present of and things we've prayed for in the past. prayers of the past yeah and battles won yeah and battles lost yep but god works all things together for the good right. somehow some way in a way only he can so verse 51 actually was the verse i picked when i did my soap process and uh it was and jesus said what do you want me to do for you and the blind man said to him rabboni my master let me regain my sight and my observation was of that was obviously Jesus asked a blind guy what he wanted. And we can look at that and be like, it's obvious, like you just went down that road. But I think part of the reason Jesus asked him is because he's very relational and he wants to have that relationship. It wasn't just like, I see your problem. I know what it is. He even knew all the things unsaid, all the things inside. But he still wanted to have that dialogue and have that conversation because he wants a relationship with us. He wants us to participate in the process. So my application was just continue to tell Jesus what you want him to do for you. And so whether I've believed for something for years or five months, whatever it is, like I'm still going to tell him what I want him to do for me. I'm still going to keep knocking, right? It's good. Uh, Verses 13 to 16. Well, Um, I, I just want to add to that just the fact that he's relational. He wants... He wants to know um, what we actually think and and what we're willing to say. Mm -hmm. He knows everything about us. Yeah. But he wants to pull out of us, like for us to actually participate in the relationship as well. I think it's also for us to get to know ourselves. Yeah. Because he knows us better than we know ourselves. Like, what do you really want? Right. Right now, if you could snap your fingers about a certain situation, I mean, seriously, like right now in your life, you have a situation you're struggling with. When you get right down to it, all the whining, all the frustration, all the confusion, all the stuff, all the things, what do you actually want? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody might say, well, I really want a raise, and they're complaining about their raise. La, 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 la. Like, what do you actually want? Do you really want a raise? Would that fix it? Mm-hmm. Or do you want something else? Yeah. And like, to just sit and say, what is it that I'm really dealing with here? And the fact of the matter is pretty easy for this guy. I actually just want to see. Yeah. Like, you know what? Sometimes 
I bet you, hey, blind guy, what do you want? Uh, I just want to have a great day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and he like wasn't bold enough to say, I just want to stink and see. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I want my eyes to work. I'm sick of settling. And I'm sick of just being in this moment, asking for tiny things that are easy for God to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I want something big. And as I say that, it's like this audacious pr- prayer that comes out of this guy. Mm-hmm. It's audacious to ask to see when you're blind. Yeah. You know, it's audacious to ask for your, I don't want to wear these glasses anymore. Like I want to see without using glasses. It's audacious. It's bold. Like I want my kids to be safe in school. No, like I want my kids to be world changers. Yeah. Like I want my kids to like make a difference in the world. I don't want them to just be safe at school. Like be audacious, be bold, be aggressive. Yeah. Well, I want our church to, to grow. No, I actually want us to become effective right here in our communities and see thousands of people get saved and hundreds and thousands of families get restored. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get bold and like specific. Yeah. You know, the Bible says in Psalms that the health of our soul is dependent on what we say. Oftentimes mm-hmm. you know that or not Psalms or Proverbs rather uh, like 22 that your soul is made healthy by the words out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's a word for me, by the way, <laughs> Because I'm not very good at that sometimes. I complain and whine and say the negative things. And I talk about the drama. Instead, we need to be talking about our destiny yeah. and desire, God's desires. That's good. Really good. And speaking of children is where I was going to go. It was 13 to 16 is when people were bringing children to Jesus. And he would touch them and bless them. And the disciples reprimanded them and discouraged them from coming. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, allow the children to come to me. Mm-hmm. Do not forbid them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And I just think of what a high value we place on kids um, at East Coast and how uh, even to the point of like we don't call it Sunday school, not that there's anything wrong with that. We call it kids church because we are wanting to create an environment where kids are experiencing church like we are. They're experiencing worship and prayer and, and the word and they're learning that Jesus loves them and he has a purpose for them and a plan for them. And they are the next generation like the vision, one part of the vision of this church is to build a life-giving church that lasts. And if we don't pour into the generations behind us, it's not going to last. Like it's just going to, and that happens all the time. You look at churches over in Europe that are now museums because it wasn't, the, the baton wasn't passed to the next generation. And now it's just sitting there as a mausoleum instead of a place where life change can happen. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you see, oh, look what happened in the past instead of look what can happen. Look what's happening right now today. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we place value on our kids. Um, when I was thinking about these verses, I thought about how often I ask my kids to pray for me and pray for us because I think that sometimes they have way stronger faith than we do, way stronger faith than I do because they have way less baggage. They have way less baggage. They've lived less time, and they they're they're closer to heaven than we are. Right? They were just with Jesus before they were in my womb, and they've only been on Earth for sixteen, thirteen, and nine years, and they have this like beautiful faith that can move mountains because they don't, they haven't been disappointed as many times as I have, right? They haven't had the the struggles of this world and had to work through all the, you know, issues of life. And they can just be like, I love God. I trust God. Of course God can do this in your life, you know? So I ask my kids to pray for healing for me all the time because I believe that they believe and it is effective. Mm-hmm. I place value on that. So yeah, that's one thing. Well, I'll say I noticed with one of our kids, his faith is attacked a lot. He gets discouraged easily. But 
the times that he's prayed. It's been really powerful. Yeah, so true. And I think the enemy just wants to rip them off, and he wants to rip your kids off too. Mm-hmm. Encourage your kids to be people of faith, mm-hmm. like to go for it. Like, why let our excuse me our doubts hold our children back from having great faith? Yeah. Don't teach your kids how to be like they're there. Don't believe for that. You know, say, come on, let's pray, let's believe God mm-hmm. for everything yeah. that He has for us, even the things I'm struggling about. And that kid would never pray if we didn't make him pray. We literally are like, do you want to pray? If we said, do you want to pray? He'd be like, no. It's time to pray. It's your turn to pray. We all take turns praying. Like, that's how you approach yeah. that. Yeah. You like, it just, and whatever comes out, comes out. Because praying is talking to God. Yeah. And it's simple. It's like talking to you, talking to me. That's right. Talk to God. All right. Well, we'll see you next Monday. And uh, check out the other Morning Breath uh, shows on, on the podcast, online, on the app, wherever you can find it. See yep. you next week. Bye. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. 
Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.